Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly. Today we're going to take to the skies, but not by plane. Let's talk drones, helicopters, and more with the head of aviation programs at Uber. Eric Allison, thank you so much for joining us here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Uber has a head of aviation program. <laughs> for most people think Uber is, you know, the cars that get us around or the eats that come to us. So how long has Uber been focusing on air transport? So I've been at Uber for about a year and a half, but the Uber Elevate team, the Uber Elevate program, which is kind of the division of, of Uber that's focusing on flying things, uh, has been around for about three years, actually. But it was basically founded by you know, the former chief product officer at Uber. And when we released a white paper mm-hmm. on this idea of a future form of transportation using vertical takeoff and landing, all electric aircraft, that could be woven into the Uber network in a really interesting way, building on this kind of network, amazing network of of cars and drivers that we have right Mm -hmm. now on the ground. How do we extend that? How do we make it better? Is Uber currently working on building a proprietary drone taxi, which is what it's So we're, we're actually not. So oh, okay. yeah, so we, we're taking a little bit of a different approach to this than a lot of other people in the industry. So this is the kind of generic term that people use is urban air mobility or air taxis. It hasn't really settled out as to what exactly to mm-hmm. call this. NASA calls it urban air mobility though. And so a lot of companies are really focusing on the vehicle. So mm-hmm. new technology take the same type of electric powertrain technology that's in a Tesla, batteries, motors, the power electronics that run the motors really efficiently, the computers that control the whole thing, apply them to aircraft, and you can make kind of a new class of aircraft that's really different. Take off and land vertically like a helicopter, fly on a wing like an airplane, be quieter, be safer, be a lot cheaper to operate. That's kind of the vision a lot of people are taking. And so at Uber, we think that's great. We think that that vision of these vehicles mm-hmm. is, is something that totally complements what we've built already. But we think that you need to provide kind of the business case, the logic around what do you do with these things? How is it going to be built? Uh, or how is it going to work in the network? And so that's what we focused on is like building out that logic around how do you use it? By using normal helicopters or helicopters today, right? Like yeah, that's, so it, it, yeah that, exactly, that's exactly right. So with what we're doing is we kind of have laid out a vision of how we want this network to work both in kind of early days and at scale once the vehicles are ready. But to get going on that, to start to understand all of the complications of how do you build a truly multimodal network that starts mm-hmm. with a car trip, has an air leg, has a car trip on the other end, and it's all seamless, single button press using all the technology behind the scenes to weave it all together. We decided we should start now because there's no way to learn except to actually do it. I do remember several summers ago, Uber Chopper to the Hamptons. Yeah. I think I, when I was in Rio for Carnival, there might have been an Uber helicopter Monaco, maybe. Like, yeah, what, what's yeah. been the strategy? You kind of pop so, up and leave. Yeah. And... So the, all of the helicopter stuff that we've done yeah. up to this point has been basically stunts. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're promotions. So it's really cool. People love to ride in helicopters. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's fun. Do it for a little bit of time, but it hasn't been really integrated into the experience of using Uber. And that's what's different about copters. That we actually took a step back and said, look, we see 
that this is a great thing to do. It's a great promotion to run in a limited time. But how do you make this into something that people would want to use on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. And so how do you weave it into the product offering of Uber in a way that's seamless end-to-end and leverages the best of what we've already built to then make something that's really different? So you guys are launching this in New York City. For years, we've had Blade, which is connecting the city to the shore, to the Hamptons, Nantucket, et cetera. So how is this different than what Blade is doing? So we want to build this broader scalable network when these new types of all-electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles are available. And so I see Ubercopter as kind of a version 0.1 of this Mm -hmm. future network that we're going to be building as we we work with the partners. We're working with big aviation OEMs like Bell and Boeing and Embraer, and as well mm-hmm. as some startups like Harem and Jaunt, Pipistrel, that are actually working on these vehicles that we are then building the technology to weave into the network. And so I see Copter as a way to start doing an initial version of that. It's limited. It's a single route yeah. right now. But in this fully integrated end-to-end way, that's the vision of this future thing that we're going to be building. It's going to be different than Blade in some ways. Let's go through the basics, like where in yeah. Manhattan it leaves from versus Blade. Right. And- so we are we are fundamentally seeing this as a multimodal service. Mm-hmm. And so, so truly multimodal in that it's a, it, it'll show up in the product selector in the Uber app, just like UberX or Uber Black or the different products that we have. And then we figure out in the back end all the technology to get you the car, be pooling with other people simultaneously requesting. So it's essentially this on-demand, and we can use our... Pooling the copter or pooling the car? Pooling the people into the copter. So, so yeah, so if you can request... But the copters will take off at set times, or if So there's... it's essentially on-demand. It's dynamically built as people request it, basically. And so then as someone requests it, we fill with other people in based on the overall amount of demand that we have. And how far in advance can you request it? You can request it up to five days in advance. Okay. And, and then we start building the dynamic schedules. So five days in advance, I want to go to JFK. Do you automatically confirm me, and you'll figure out, and you're confident you'll fill it by then? And if we don't fill it, it still goes. So mm-hmm. it's really on-demand. Um, in that sense. And you can actually say, we built a new booking flow, actually, that's that's debuted in Copter as the mm-hmm. first time it's been on the Uber network, where you can actually say, arrive by. So I want to arrive by 5.30 p.m., say, at, at JFK. And then we back calculate everything. And then we kind of give you a, a push notification when we're dispatching the car. Do you have the ability, I'm flying Delta Flight 401, if it's delayed, it'll automatically reschedule? It's a good idea. We don't have that. Okay. Into, yeah. yeah. But honestly, that's why we're doing this work, because we, we know that look, we think airport routes are a really interesting initial kind of early adopter use case in this whole space. And so we think there's a lot of really interesting things to learn, again, by doing, which is why we decided to launch with a pretty high demand route. And can you book just the copter, or is it the whole experience? No, it's the whole experience. So it's fundamentally multimodal. So you, you're. So if you live near the heliport, you got to like take a one minute ride to get there. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> uh, we haven't had that happen yeah. yet, but um, but right now it is yeah. it is multimodal where we're dispatching cars, and we're looking at what what are the extensions of that in the mm-hmm. future. I strongly believe that as technology progresses, there's going to be more and more opportunities to weave different modes of transportation together so that you can, you as a, a user doesn't, don't have to think about what mode you're taking, but rather you just think about where you want to go and like what matters. Do you yep. care about price? Do you care about speed? Do you care about exercise yeah. <laughs> and uh, or steps maybe? And so we can kind of build you an itinerary based on what your mm-hmm. personal elasticities are to these different factors and kind of personalize it. So how far off are these 
new, what do you call them? These new air vehicles? Yeah, it's, it, yeah. People, we, Jetson we, drones or what are you like? How far? They're not drones, but yeah, yeah a, a, a electric vertical takeoff and landing so aircraft is like by, kind of a cumbersome name to call and it. And they're but piloted by they're piloted, a human yeah, pilot. Piloted by a human pilot. Initially. So yeah. we, we really believe that's the right starting point is with a human pilot. Fundamentally, this aviation is really regulated. You can't introduce a new product into aviation without mm -hmm. it getting certified. And certification has lots of components to it. And so there's the vehicle, but there's also the piloting rules, there's the operating rules, and it all has to be done right from day one. And so we think that kind of a feasible, ambitious, but feasible timeline is start of commercial service in 2023. All right, let's take a quick break right here. BRB. 
time-wise, what are you confident in saying to someone, I've disputed blades, you know, six minutes in the sky, because there's always, you know, it takes a little while to take off. Like, realistically, someone who works downtown from leaving the office to getting to JFK, what, what's your so promising? I you? did it, and it was about from opening the car door to getting to the Terminal 5, which is where I, mm-hmm. I, I went on the test run. I think it was about 38 minutes. 38, yeah. Yeah. Versus, and it was is, it, it was about it was thirty plus minutes savings at yeah. that time that yeah. we were doing it. What time of day was that? It was in the afternoon, weekday afternoon. I don't remember what, what exact day it was. So, what did you find out having this be the first regular service to yeah. air? We learned some really interesting things, kind of mundane things. Like we have to make sure that the directions in the app to the heliport are really good, because we can't assume that the riders know where it is. Yeah. And so we have to make sure that the drivers can find the heliports and make sure the directions are really good. And then we had to work through the procedures of how do you you efficiently move people to have a minimum amount of time. Again, the car stops, you open the door and get out. Mm -hmm. How much time between there, we track all of this, um, how much time it is between there and when you actually are wheels up in the helicopter. Mm -hmm. And so we are kind of trying to put in a perspective of continuous improvement in what we're doing. And so we want to be, have an amazing kind of, customer obsessive experience in a way to make it just amazing for our riders and then drive from doing that drive the operational learnings that will let us scale this out to a much broader network when the new types of vehicles are ready in four years got it and similar to how uber cars work you don't actually own the helicopter so you guys are teaming up with heliflight yeah Talk about the actual helicopter experience. What type of helicopters are they and how many people can fit in them? Our exclusive partner for this is Heliflight. They are one of the top-rated helicopter operators around. They're um, Argus Platinum, um, Wingman Wyvern, I think, is the other rating. Mm -hmm. um, Top safety-rated operators, kind of best in class. And so we're really excited to work with them as our partner um, and learn from them Mm -hmm. because they do amazing work. And what we're using with them for these routes are, are Bell 430s. And we have five seats available. So it's like the four in the back and then one passenger? It's, no, it's a uh, lounge other. seating. Yeah. yeah, facing each other. So it's three and two, three facing two. So if you're at JFK, yep. anyone with the Uber app yep. will be able to see if it's available yep. instead of having to Uber into the city. It'll just show you right then and there. Yeah, we anticipate most people going from JFK to the city yeah. will use the on-demand version yeah. of it because that's just the typical usage pattern. So safety-wise, helicopters, especially with the single pilot, this summer in New York, we saw a single pilot have a heart attack and crash into a building, which was frightening. Is Ubercopter going to be piloted by single helicopter or dual? So Heliflight, they only operate twin-engine dual pilot okay. helicopters. Yeah. So the Bell 430s are, are twins with two pilots. Nice. And they also have this, uh, they have kind of the highest safety ratings in the industry, which is Argus Platinum and uh, Wingman Wyvern. Are the, are the ratings that they carry. Uh, one of the other pieces that we think is really, really important is something called a safety management system. So this is something that's required of the Part 121, the big airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not actually required of the, the Part 135 or the, kind of the, the charter operators. Heliflight actually has a voluntary SMS that they've implemented. And so we are building out at Elevate for Uber a, a safety management system as well. And so we are, are working to learn from what Heliflight's done that's really good with theirs and building out our own safety management system. That'll be the foundation for Uber Air. We think it's critical that as we think toward the future, we build these scalable systems, build the discipline of collecting safety data, making sure we we treat it properly and kind of just building that culture within the team that takes us really, really seriously and takes the best practices from large scale aviation and applies this to this new mode. 
So it's kind of one of the fundamental things that we're building at Elevate. Interesting. What would you say to someone who's never been on a helicopter but says they're nervous about safety or what do you say to someone to encourage them to try it? This is one of the reasons why we're partnering with the best. Yeah. And so Heliflight is basically the best in terms of a uh, an operator. And so we're really excited to work with them. So for the someone who's never taken a helicopter before, it's a fun experience. Yeah. And it's an amazing, it's a, way to amazing see view. Yeah. What's amazing is as we develop this experience and truly kind of building this end-to-end multimodal journey, an anecdote is when I, again, on, on the testing run that I did, as I, I got off the helicopter at Shelter um, at, at the JFK side, you know, escorted down the flight line, I walked through the doors, one set of doors, never stopped walking, this next set of doors, as I you know, hung a right after 10 feet, the car was pulling up exactly then. The car stopped. I opened the door, closed the door. It kept going with like four seconds of latency. And that's the experience that we're going for. And that's all done by the technology in the back end. And so yeah. that's the type of thing that we're trying to build is those experiences where it's just that seamless handoff from mode to mm -hmm. mode. So it's like every time you do that, you get that little, I mean, I think it's kind of fun when it yeah. just, when it works, right? And that's what we are building and have built for people to use every day potentially. I have to ask, so Uber ratings, we're all obsessed with our own rating. Will you rate the helicopter driver? Will they have their own Uber rating? And, and will pilots who <laughs> slip below a certain level be kicked out of the program? So because we're partnering through Heliflight, and, and Heliflight actually has the pilots, they, yeah. they own the helicopters and so operate they, everything. They wouldn't care less yeah, what their rating was. They are, <laughs> they are the, uh, the FAA certified operator. Um, but you can rate the drivers on the first mile and last mile portion. So how do you be a good Ubercopter passenger? What are some tips, do's and don'ts? So do what the pilot tells you to do. do the, okay, that's a good That's, <laughs> that's a the good number first one step. <laughs> I'll add too. Listen to the safety briefing. <laughs> I, uh, on helicopters, people are always so, they want to, photos are amazing, but I've had friends where I've had to hit them. I'm like, stop it. As they're like taking pictures in the line of sight of the pilot, because you don't realize when you're in the front, like how much you can encroach on their territory. Aviation's a regulated industry. Yeah. So there, there are rules. We really have tried to to kind of lean into best practices. You know, we're partnering with Signature mm -hmm. in terms of uh, how do you actually operate efficiently on the heliport yep. side, and so we really have taken this position that let's learn from the best, let's mm -hmm. synthesize best practices because this is a, it's a new thing. Yeah, like this this isn't something that um, we're just at the cusp of something we think is going to be really. So really, good. I mean, I just you know, Uber as a company seeks to disrupt industries, right? Like whether it's the taxi industry, it seems like with the air mobility, you're not looking to shake up, you're looking to establish a new industry. Is that an oversimplistic view of this? Or is there some helicopter union that's mad about Ubercopter? Or no, something? I think that the that, that's the right way to look at it. We, we Aviation is, it's a highly regulated industry. It's maybe the most highly regulated industry by some accounts. And so you have to partner with the regulators right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. So we've worked hard to build really good relationships with FAA, which is kind of the primary regulator. But then also to understand the regulations that apply to state and local level as well. So largely that would be on the infrastructure side, on the, on the Skyport side. The state and local, state and local regulators um, have a big role to play there. And so we have worked really hard to build good relationships around the regulatory issues because there's just no way around it. You mm -hmm. have to do it. This is uncharted territory. So does FAA even have a set guideline of what Uber Elevate needs to do to be they, a big player? Well, so Can you they, do that before these vehicles are ready? Or? Yeah, so that's a, that's a really good question. So you have to operate under some set of rules. And so there are sets of both aircraft certification rules, piloting rules, operating rules that all kind of fit together mm -hmm. into the overall regulatory system that we have. And so we're working with FAA and our vehicle partners to 
chart the right path through all of that so that we think that there's a good way or a kind of a helpful way to apply vehicle certification standards that then makes the piloting more clear, that then makes the operating rules more clear. And so we're helping, trying to help everyone in the ecosystem think of this as a system, not just as an isolated single issue types of considerations, because the challenges come from the system perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to make one choice that results in needing 150 exemptions mm-hmm. from other rules just in order to take off the ground for the first time. So Uber, in search of growth, has been known to subsidize. Is that something, you know, with the pretty hefty price tag, yeah. are there any offers out of the gate or do you do targeted offers in the app based on? Yeah, so we are we are just getting going on this. And so we are still understanding all the different price sensitivities mm-hmm. and all rewards members will get 25% off on their first Ubercopter flight. Are you looking at future routes? We really want to get this one right. Mm-hmm. And so we're really focused on that full multimodal end-to-end journey that we can give our riders a really great experience. Just switching into like the future of uh, air mobility and Uber Eats via drones. What's going on with that? Is that... That's under my team. And um, it's an interesting thing that we found as an adjacency to the work that we're doing. So I kind of uh, look at the things necessary to bring Uber Air into the world, kind of divide them into four pillars. You have to build out... You have to have electric aircraft. Mm -hmm. Um, We're working with partners on that. You need the Skyports. We have other partnerships. We're working on connected Skyports. Mm -hmm. You have to have the what we call aerial ride sharing, which is what we're learning with Copter. How do you actually do these types of multimodal operations? And then you have to have an automation platform that you can manage the network of vehicles as it scales up. And we found that as we're building out that piece of it, the automation platform, there's other interesting things we can do with that technology that we're building. And And the Uber Eats drones is one of those. And so... We think that this is a really interesting way to add value to our Uber Eats network as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so where have you tried this? We are, we're part of a program with FA called the IPP. It's the Integration Pilot Program. And so it's limited to one kind of community that we're working with, which is San Diego. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, we're part of the San Diego team in the way that the FA has kind of divvied this program. it's a good up. place to test drones, it's right? It's not a bad place <laughs> to have to go on an occasional basis, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's where we're testing. Really excited about that and, and making industry progress. I mean, it's still it's still early days, yeah. and we're learning a lot. And so, what is a Skyport? I just can't help think Jetsons and like <laughs> you can't call them heliports when yeah. you're not flying helicopters, yeah. right? So, um, oh, so it's on the ground. So it's not like a yeah, no, it's floating it's, space. It's, you know, like fundamentally, I mean, it would be great if you could yeah. take off and land from everyone's driveway, but you can't. Yeah. Um, in the future, and so we think fundamentally, there's ha- going to have to be places to take off and land these types of vehicles. Mm-hmm. And so an infrastructure is expensive to put in. So yeah. you want to limit it. If we can weave our ground network with like the right skyports in the right locations yeah. and use our knowledge of where people want to go, we have a lot of data about movement. We can put the skyports or work with partners to put the skyports yeah. in the perfect spots. And Speaking then, of partners, I would imagine like Amazon would be heavily interested in doing the same thing. Is this something that you would team up with Amazon or is this... I mean, again, Elevate's taking a very partnership first approach. Mm-hmm. So we are partnering with all different types of companies. That's not someone that we've partnered with at this point, but you know, we talked to everyone though. So really, I mean, I just, you know, Uber's such a huge company with so many like this is a single route. I know you're doing it for the learnings. How is this going to scale? Or is it really just in prep for the 2023 and beyond? You got to start somewhere. Yeah. We think that it's really really important to start with with a route that we can kind of demonstrate the mm-hmm. way we can take our network and take the demand on the ground side of our network and put it into there effectively and let us kind of build the muscles around doing real, truly multimodal aerial ride sharing. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a lot of interesting places that can go from there. Let's sink into the future now, like in the next five years beyond air transport, but like Hyperloop, like, do you think that's actually going to change the way we get between cities? And I'd never bet against technology. Yeah. 
from our perspective, like we actually are big fans of all these different types of advanced technology mm -hmm. because, I mean, you could easily imagine different types of multimodal skyports where you mm -hmm. have hyperloops and electric cars and bikes and scooters and a skyport on top with uh, electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Mm -hmm. If you have the right technology back end, the right way to weave these things together, uh, which is what Uber's building, yeah. it just makes it better for the rider. Clearly, you want, you've studied aviation in college, so you wanted to be in this industry. Was that ever since you were a little kid? I've loved airplanes since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, airplanes, spaceships, you know. You yourself are a pilot? I'm not a pilot. Oh, you're not a pilot. No, okay. I'm not a pilot, yeah. Do you want to be? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want Uber Air to exist, so I don't have <laughs> so to. You don't have, so you <laughs> can exactly actually. right. <laughs> Eric Allison, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Talking Points. It's always good to think about the future and uh, it's not easy to launch new modes of transportation especially in congested cities like New York so congrats on your public launch of Ubercopter and uh, safe travels. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode of Talking Points. I'm your host Brian Kelly and if you're in New York and happen to be downtown load up your Uber app and see if you can take a chopper to JFK. Check it out. Open up your Uber app and look for Ubercopter. Again, I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and this episode was produced by Margaret Kelly and Caroline Chagrin. Special thanks to Christy Matsui, my legendary assistant. And if you've been enjoying Talking Points so far, thank you. And please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.